Hello, everybody, and today we'll be reading a new book. This is my first ever, um, my first ever, um, episode for podcasts and intros. Nobody would watch those, I know that. So I didn't do one because honestly, who would watch it? So now, I'm going to be reading the newest published book of Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Meltdown, by Jeff Kenny. Let's start. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Meltdown, by Jeff Kenny. Everybody in my neighborhood is outside today, enjoying the warm weather and sunshine. Well, everyone except me. It's kind of nice to enjoy a heat wave when it's... It's kind of hard to enjoy a heat wave when it's the middle of winter. People are calling this wacky weather, but it just doesn't feel right. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, but I think summer should be cold in the winter and hot in the summer. I've heard the whole planet is warming up and that human beings are the reason. But don't blame me, because I just got here. If the world is getting hotter, then I just hope it doesn't happen too fast. Because if things keep at this rate, then I'll be riding a camel to high school. They say the ice caps are melting and the sea is rising. So I might be trying to convince... So I've been trying to convince mom to buy a house high up on our hill. But they just don't seem to be all that concerned. It kind of makes me nervous that I'm the only one in my family worried about this stuff. Because if we don't do something about this situation soon, they're going to wish we did. It's not just the rising sea levels that I'm nervous about. Those ice caps have been around for millions of years, and they are things that are buried inside of them that stay that way. I saw a movie about a caveman who got frozen in ice, and when and when it melted thousands of years later, he was still alive. And I don't know if that kind of thing could actually happen in real life. But if but if there are unfrozen cavemen walking around these days, the night janitor at my school might just be one of them. If we do figure out a way out of this climate mess. It's probably going to be from someone from my generation who solves it. That's why I'm always nice to the smart people, because they're the one who's going to save our butts. Whatever the answer is, I guarantee you, technology is going to be the key. Grown-ups are always saying that too much technology is bad for kids, but I say the more, the better. In fact, as soon as I can afford one of those high-tech toilets that learn all your habits, I'm going to get the most expensive model. Hello, Gregory. I've been waiting for you. Some people worry that one day we'll lose control of our technology and that robots will take over. But if that that happens, I'm going to make sure I'm on their side. I've actually been preparing for when the robots take over by sucking up to the appliances in the house. 
You're looking good today. Did you just get cleaned? So, w there, so when there's a giant robot slash human war in the future, I'll be patting myself on the back for thinking ahead. My brother, Rock, my brother Roderick says that in the future, people will have robot body parts and we'll be and we'll all be cyborgs. Well, I hope it doesn't happen. Well, I hope I don't have to wait for too long, long for that. Because if I could buy myself a pair of robot legs, I would get half an hour of extra sleep in the morning. I guess I don't really know what's gonna happen in the future, and you could drive yourself crazy thinking about it. Even if we solve all the problems we have right now, some new problem. Some new thing will come along, and then we'll have to deal with that. I've read that that's what happened to dinosaurs. That's what happened with the dinosaurs. They were riding high, up, they were riding high and mighty for a couple hundred million years, and then asteroids came and wiped them all out. What's really crazy is that the cockroaches are all were around the back, were around back then, and somehow they. Still survived, and they'll probably be here long after we're gone too. Personally, I think cockroaches are disgusting, but they must be doing something right. Speaking of survival, right now I'm trying to get through middle school, and the last thing, the last few days haven't been all that great. Even though it's warm outside, the thermostat is at, at school. The the thermostat at school thinks it's winter, so the furnace is on full blast all day, which makes it really hard to concentrate in class. It's worse in the cafeteria because there aren't any windows you can open to get fresh air. He's been frying my brain, so I've been forgetting when my school assignments are due. I forgot about a really big, big one day, which was my country project for the International Showcase. Back in November, everyone had to choose a country to do a project report on. I picked Italy, because I'm a huge pizza fan. It turns out, Italy was a really popular choice, so my social study teachers had to do a random drawing in class to decide who got it. And she chose Dennis Traction. Which isn't even which isn't fair because he's lactose intolerant and he can't even eat cheese. Woohoo! So the teacher assigned me Malta, which I didn't even know was a country. Anyway, that was two months back, and I didn't even give my country a project second a second thought until today. And the only reason I remembered was because when I got. To school, everybody was wearing weird clothes. I probably should have realized it was International Showcase Day. My friend Rala came to get came to get me from to school wearing crazy getup. But he's always doing strange stuff, so I barely even noticed. In homeroom. I took a look at Rowley's project to see how much work was involved, and that's when I started to panic. His reports looked like it looked like a ton of time, and it was pretty obvious his parents helped him with it. Of course, Rowley had actually 
been to the country he got assigned, so I'm sure that made it a lot easier for him. Jolly old England. I asked Rowell to be a pal and switch countries with me, but he's kind of selfish, so he wouldn't go for it. That meant I was on my own, and I had only a few hours to do my whole project from scratch. And I didn't even know where I was going to find a trifold this late in the game. That's when I remembered that I had a trifold in my locker. I had started my country project the day after with a sign, so I could get a head start on things for months. But when I put it out to see how far I'd gotten, I was pretty disappointed. The Mysterious Mop. This project was 50% of my social studies grade. So I was pretty desperate. I tried getting help from my classmates, but all that did was remind me that I needed to get some smarter friends. Any of you guys know where Malta is? In your butt. Ha ha ha. I stayed indoors for recess to work on my project. I didn't have time to go down to the library for research, so I had to do a lot of guessing. The only thing I could, I felt pretty sure on that was that Malta was near Russia, but I was pretty shaky on everything else. The mysterious Malta location. The mysterious Malta location. Somewhere near Russia? Malta facts. Malta has the same number of letters as fudge. No United States presidents were born in Malta. Climate. Sunny, rainy. Currency. Corn, bottle caps, and paper clips. Transportation. Horse, car, and foot. Yeah. I was pretty clueless. Once I finished filling out my trifold, I started working on other stuff. You were supposed to wear our country's traditional dress for the international showcase. Soon, so on the way to lunch, I picked out some clothes from the lost and found in the principal's office. Luckily, there were a few decent items in the box, and I put together an outfit that looked pretty convincing. Everyone was supposed to bring a traditional meal, too. At lunch, I bought as many items as I could afford, and then threw something together that seemed like it might have come from another country. Meatloaf, hot dog, and asparagus. Ugh. International Showcase was during the last period, and when I set up my project in the gym, I was actually feeling pretty good about things. But I wish I'd gotten assigned a country where they wore lighter clothes, because the furnace was still on full blast. The heat was getting to some other kids, too. And tempers were starting to flare. At the point, at one point, the Brazil and the Bulgaria got into a fight over a table space, and the teacher had to come break it up. Kids came from elementary school to check out our projects and to ask questions, but I put to, but all I had to do to get them to move along was to pretend that I only spoke Maltese. How many people live in your country?
cute. After that, my parents started arriving, started to arrive. Luckily, mine couldn't come because dad was at work and mom was at her college. But some kids in my grade had had a mom and a dad who were actually from Malta, which was really bad luck for me. I thought that they were going to report me to my teacher, and when I was ready to make a run for it, something happened and they got me off the hook. A fight started between Brazil and Bulgaria that flared that flared back up and spilled over the C and D countries. And before long, the whole gym was at war. Rip, clonk, slap, pow. Everyone was fighting. Luckily, the bell rang and school got dismissed before before anyone got seriously hurt. But the whole situation didn't exactly give me a lot of hope for world peace. Tuesday. Well, I thought I was in the clear, but I was wrong. My social studies teacher sent home a note to my parents saying that I had to do my international showcase project again. Sigh. So mom said I can't watch TV or play video games until I finished. I figure that I can probably get things done by Saturday, but it won't matter anyway. That's because mom is making me and my brother have screen-free weekends. Mom thinks that us kids are addicted to electronics, and they're the and they're the reason we misbehave. So she started this new policy where we're not allowed to use electronics, any electronics on Saturday and Sunday. And we have to find other ways to entertain ourselves. <sighs> what really stinks is that when mom catches us behaving on the weekends, she thinks it's proof that skin fuel refins are working. Aha! So lately, me and Roger have been remembering to misbehave on Saturdays and Sundays. So mom thinks her no electronics doesn't think her no electronics policy is working. And Manny's joining in too, because I guess he likes to do whatever his big brothers are doing. I don't know. Blub, blub, spoosh. Blub, blub, kick. Hmm? Mom says that these days, mom says these days, don't know how to interact with one another because we're always staring at staring at our screens she'll be so she'll be working so she's been working with me and Roderick on our social skills one thing mom's always trying to get me to do is look at her in the eye when i'm talking to her but i can do that for a little while but after a few seconds it just gets too weird so tell me about your day. It was fun. Gah! The latest thing mom's been making me do is practice shaking hands with dad. But that's awkward for both of us. Huh. Mom wants me to branch out and make some more friends in the neighborhood. But I'm already friends with Rowley, and he's all I can really handle right now. Fanciest pot of tea. Even though there are a ton of kids in my 
street, I can't really be see being friends with any of them. I already feel like I'm making an exception for Rowley, and the options go downhill from there. Our, our house is halfway up Shirley Street, and Rowley's house is near the top. Sometimes it's a pain to even see to go see him because I have to pass by Fregley's house. And nine times out of ten, Fregley is hanging out in his front yard. Bet you I can find your tickle spot. Shudder. Across the street from Fregley is Jacob Hoff. He almost never comes outside because his parents always make him practice the clarinet. And on either side of Jacob are Esteno, Esteno, and Gutierrez. Gabriel Johns, who are, and Gabriel Johns who are my neighborhood. Ernesto and Gabriel are nice kids and all, but they both had bad breath. So those two are perfect for each other. Two doors down me is David Marsh, who's really into karate. His best friend with Joseph, or Coke, who is always doing something to get himself injured. Bounce! Next door to Joseph is Mitchell Pickett, who is a killing selling pre-made snowballs in the winter. And mark my words, one day that kid is going to be a millionaire. Mitchell Lux lives next door to a to lives next door to a boy one year younger than me, who everybody calls Speed Bump. But most people stay clear of him because his two older brothers are already in jail. There's a kid named Purvis Gentry has a treehouse in his backyard, and he spends his summers solving neighborhood crimes. But most of his time, the person responsible is Speed Bump, obviously. There's a duplex recorded the way down the hill, and the two families who live in it hate each other. I can never keep the kids in that house straight. But I know one of them is named Ginnum because he has a tattoo on his arm, even though he's only something like seven years old. A boy who lives with his with his grandmother a few doors down, his name is Gibson. Everyone calls him Baby Gibson because no matter how much times, no matter how much time goes by, he never seems to get any older. For all I know, Baby Gibson is thirty years older. 32 years old, and he's got kids of his own. There's a playgroup of preschoolers that get together twice a week at Miss Jen Jemsen's house. I don't know where kids are, which kids are hers, and which kids are her friends. What I do, I don't know that those kids are totally out of control. The moms don't really seem to care, though. There are some older kids in our street who answer to Anthony Dinyard is a sophomore in high school. He just started shaving, but he got carried away with a razor blade and accidentally shaved off one of his eyebrows. 
Anthony Drew is Anthony drew it back on with a brown marker, but he didn't do a good job. And now one half of his face always looks surprised. Anthony's best friend is Sheldon Rays. He tries to make money plowing the neighbor's driveways. First time this, the first time it snowed this winter. But Sheldon didn't have his license yet, and he did a lot of damage to our neighborhood before his dad found out his son was was using his truck. <laughs> a few doors down from me are the Garza twins. Twins, Jeremy and Jameson. Who make their own language? Who made their, up their own language when they were toddlers? And those two are when those two are together. No one can understand a word they say. Grunt, click, whistle. Sm smack, smack, click, whistle. A bunch of girls on my street. There are a bunch of girls on my street too, and they're just as bad as the guys. Mar the Marlene sisters live across from Rowley, and all five of them were born within a few years of each other. I don't know what their deal is, but those girls who just randomly attack people who come into the yard. Wah! Elma Greenwall lives a few doors down from the Marley sisters. Elma's always dressed like a princess and thinks she's and I think she's seen too many Disney movies. Follow your dreams. Latrissa Hooks lives in a one-story house across from the duplex. She's a six foot two she's a six foot two high school junior. High school junior. Roderick, Roderick won't go anywhere near her, near Latrissa, because she used to bully him when he was my age. Shove. Latrissa's sister, Victoria, is in love with Sir Sterno Gurnas for some reason. For some reason, and Victoria's best friend. Evelyn Trimble dresses like a vampire. In fact, I'm pretty sure Isleen thinks she is a vampire, which is one reason I'm glad I don't ride on the bus anymore. Yes! I haven't even mentioned half the kids who live on my hill, but if I ever went down the whole list, it'd take forever. Mom always asks me why I'm not friends with any of the kids at the bottom of the hill, even though I've told her a million times why that will never happen. Shuri Street is divided into two halves. There's the upper Shuri Street, which is which is the hill, and the lower Shuri Street, which is in the flat part at the bottom. Lower Shuri Street, upper Shuri Street. Even though we all live in the same street, all the hill kids and the non-hill kids can't stand one another. Living in the hill is no fun. First of all, it's really far from school, and that last stretch at the end of the day is no joke, especially when it's hot like it's been lately. The worst thing about living on the hill is that there's not a lot you can do. Do. And if you want to play with a ball, you can forget about it. Hmm. 
doors. You can bounce, bounce, boink. But the kids who live at the bottom of the hill have it made. Their part of the street is flat, and they can do anything they want down there. That's why all the athletes come from Lower Surrey Street. The thing is, the kids who live at the bottom of our street think they own it. And if any of us hill people come down there to play, the Lower Surrey Street won't let us. Zing! In fact, the reason it took me four years to ride a bike was because I had to do it in five second spurts. Scream! But when it snows, the tables are turned. All of a sudden, lower Sherry Street kids want to use our hill for sledding. But that's when we give those guys a taste of their own medicine. Zip! Most of the time, we can keep the lower Sherry Street kids off the hill, but they're sneaky, and sometimes they try to slip past us. Last winter, a bunch of lo of lower Sherry Street kids bought the same winter gear as us, hill kids, and it was weeks before any of us caught on. Hey. If you live on Sherry Street, you're either a hill kid or a non-hill kid. And there's no switching sides. There's a kid named Trevor Nix who lives on the who lives on the hill until last summer, which is when his family moved to a bigger house at the bottom of the hill than at the bottom of the street. But the kids down there still consider Trevor a hill person, so they won't let him play on the street. Us hill kids think of him as a traitor for moving, and we won't let him sled in the winter. So now Trevor is basically stuck, stuck indoors year-round. There's a lot of bad blood between the Upper Surrey Street kids and the Lower Surrey Street kids. Which is why we can't be friends. But whenever I try to explain this situation to Mom, she just doesn't get it. In fact, none of the moms in our street do. We're all friends with each other and, we, and they have no clue what's really going on. Lately, though, things have been pretty calm in our street. Us hill kids keep to our side, and the other guys keep to theirs. But if someone does something stupid, this whole place is gonna blow. The temperature dropped up 15 degrees over the weekend. So my today, so today my family's out looking for our pet pig. Hmm. For Christmas vacation, my family went away and we left the pig in a kennel. But I guess the pig thought it'd be sh that should have come with us. And it wasn't too happy about being left behind. Happy Wags Pat Boarding. 
When we got back home, the pig let us know how it felt about not being included on our family vacation. Push. Smash. After a few days of the pig acting out, Dad decided it was enough was enough. And he sent it to obedience school. But the next morning, we got a call from the lady who rents the place. She said, our pig escaped. Wow. We've been putting up signs to ask for help finding our lost pig ever since. But that thing is smart, so I don't think it's lost. I think it just doesn't want to be found. I figured the pig is probably off hibernating somewhere. But mom says pigs don't do that. But if you ask me, I think they should. If I was an animal, that's exactly what I'd be doing right now. On the last day of fall, I think everyone should get in their pajamas and check out until spring. See you guys in May. When I was younger, I tried to hibernate, but it didn't work. I used to get super I used to get super excited for Christmas and one December I remember when December rolled around it was really hard for me to wait until the big day. So one year on December first I told my parents I was gonna go sleep to go to go sleep and they shouldn't wake me up until Christmas morning. I was pretty surprised when they didn't put up a fight. Uh-huh. I went to bed that night, and I only slept until 1.30 p.m. the next day. Then my sleeping schedule was screwed up for the next two weeks. Blink, blink. Mom says it's impossible for human beings to be hibernate, but I'm not 100% convinced that's true. There's this group of wild kids who live in the woods, and everyone calls them the Mingos. You never see the mingos in the winter, and when they make their first appearance in the spring, they look like they just woke up. So if they're not hibernating, I don't know what they're doing all. I don't know what they're doing all winter. Rub, rub, yawn. The rest of us normal people have to wait and grind it out and deal with the cold weather. Aww. And the only way to do that is to stay inside as much as possible and keep warm. When we got back from our trip a few weeks ago, there was a package on our front step. It was a Christmas gift from Aunt Dorothy. And when we opened it, there was a giant blanket inside. That thing was amazing. And it was really soft. But it was also heavy. Which was exactly how I liked my blanket. The only problem was that the gift was for all three of us boys. And we started fighting over it right away. She wanted us to use a blanket at the same time. So our mom told us that we are going to have to take turns with it. The sheer, But three of us never had been any good at sharing. So mom made a blanket schedule that spelled out who got to use it when. Blanket schedule, 6 p.m. Manny, 6.30 p.m. Greg, 7 p.m. Roderick, 7.30 p.m. Manny, 8 p.m. Greg, 8.30 p.m. Roderick, 
9 p.m. Manny, 9.30 p.m. Greg, 10 p.m. Roderick. Oh, but that wasn't really fair. Manny had his own blanket, so he was just double dipping. But when my when it was my turn to use the blanket, I tried to make the most of it. But it was really hard to enjoy myself because Roderick would just start hovering over me when I had 15 minutes left on my shift. We each got three half-hour shifts a night. But Roderick would cheat Manny out of his turn by taking the blanket to the bathroom right before Manny's shift was supposed to start. Then Roderick would sit in there for an hour, which cut into my shift. So Mom made a rule that we can't take the blanket out to the bathroom. One night I slept with a blanket in my room, and Roger complained because he wanted to use it while he ate breakfast. Mom made a new rule that said if you slept with a blanket, it had to be returned downstairs by 8 a.m. By the end of the first week, there was there were so many rules that Mom had to put them all in a manual, which ended up being something like 25 pages long. Hmm. But that didn't solve our problems, and we eventually got mom. And eventually, mom took away the blanket to give it to someone who deserved it. She said it was our fault we couldn't share something nice because we didn't know how to share. Nope, nope, nope. Grown-ups are always talking about how great sharing is. Personally, I think it's overrated. And if I ever get enough money, I'm going to buy a big castle for myself. And there's going to be a big, heavy blanket in every single room. Monday. When I woke up this morning, it was below freezing outside. And I was relieved that it actually felt like winter again. But when Mom told me I had to wear thermal underwear to school... I thought maybe growing warming isn't such a bad thing after all. I hate wearing thermal underwear because it's uncomfortable and I feel ridiculous. Thermal underwear looks cool when it's on the mannequin at the mall, but when I put it on, I just look like a retired superhero. Thermal gear. Woo-hoo! Mm-mm. The mannequins at the mall are always super buff, and they look and they make the guy who can't spend three hours at the gym every day look bad. But if I ever get into really good shape, I'm gonna sign up to be one of those mannequin models. That because that would be an awesome thing to be bragging about on a date. Recognize that body? Mannequins you see at the sports store are always in athletic poses. And it looks like it would be hard to stay in one of those positions for, for a while. Unless someone scopes you. And it's just too much effort for jobs that should be easy. When I apply for a job, I'm going to do it at like a bed and bath door or something. Hmm. Interesting. 
Mom says I'm lucky to have their mom underwear because our ancestors didn't have this stuff to keep them warm. Sometimes I wonder about my ancestors though because I have no idea they chose to live why they chose to live here. When they could have picked somewhere a whole lot warmer. Looks good to me. But I can't even complain because they survived everything and they did let lead us to, and everything they did directly led directly to me. I just wish they could see how I turned out so they know if all their sacrifices were worth it. I guess we're all lucky to be here because because human beings have a lot to go through. A lot to get where we are now. At school we learned that a hundred thousand years ago a big sheet of ice covered half the planet. And if people made it through that, then I guess we could get through pretty much anything. My teacher said that one day the earth is going to be in, in another ice age and the glaciers will come back. But I hope it doesn't happen anytime soon. I've heard that the glaciers move slowly, which is a good thing because maybe we'll have a chance to do something about it. Whoosh! I don't know which is worse, a planet that's too hot or one that's too cold. All, all I know is that today it was cold and it wasn't fun walking to school in the morning. I try to cheer myself up by thinking of things that I like about the winter, but I came to a really short list. Christmas is great and all, but, but after that, it's just a long slog to spring. I decided the only thing that could actually make winter worth it is a hot chocolate. I used to be in the safety patrols, and and I'd get free hot chocolate at school. But after I got kicked off, I started to have to bring my own. Lately, I've been filling a vermouth with hot chocolate every morning that keeps me warm when I walk to school. But today, I must have got Dad must have got my vermouth when he left and left behind his because I didn't realize what happened until I took a giant gulp of mushroom cream soup. <laughs> mom wished mom I wish that mom and dad would drive me to school in the morning, but they but they leave an hour before I do. There are some kids on my on my hill whose parents drive them to school on cold days like today. But when me and Riley try to flag them down to hitch a ride, they won't even make eye contact. And that really stinks because us hill kids are supposed to have each other's backs. It was cold out. It was so cold out today. The teachers decided to keep us indoors freeze this, which was perfectly fine with me. The last time I had outdoor recess on a day like today, Albert Sandy said it was so cold that your spit would freeze before it hit the ground. Well, it turns out that he was wrong and that recess today was a total nightmare. Usually, indoor recess isn't very fun. 
We're supposed to play board games and do art and crafts. The kids are always, the kids are always get restless and find ways to living things up. Squirt. Today our recess teacher said we were gonna try something new. She taught us to play a game called Museum, which were which is where everyone hides freeze like a statue and holds still for as long as possible. It was actually pretty fun, but when recess ended, I realized it was just an easy way for us to behave for half an hour. The thing I don't like about being indoors at school is the winter. Is that a lot of kids are sick. And I really, really don't want someone getting me sick. Our school is full of germs and nobody covers their mouth when they cough or sneeze. Walking down the hallway between class is like walking through a war zone. Achoo! <sighs> nobody remembers to sneeze in the crook of their arm. And kids like Albert Sandy aren't helping things. Today at lunch, Albert told the, the story about a guy who covered his sneeze, and when he did, it blew his head clean off. I told Albert's story wasn't true, but he swore it was. And he said that guy actually survived, and now he works at a grocery bagger at a local shopping dash. Here's your groceries. Everyone always spreads bad information like that at the to the kids at my lunch table. Believe every word he says. Now there's zero chance that any of these guys will cover their mouths the next time they have to sneeze. A couple of weeks ago, Albert said that he went that when somebody pet dies in the winter. They have to wait until the ground thaws in the spring before it can be buried. He says that he he said that they need somewhere to keep their pets in the meantime. Albert said the people in our town use the school's cafeteria walk-in freezer to store their pets for the winter. And right now it's at full capacity. It's, I'm almost positive this is just another one of Albert's stupid made-up stories. But until we find our pig, I'm not going to order that pork barbecue sauce special just in case. I'm thinking that the chance of, of changing lunch tables because I'm tired of sitting with Albert Sandy and these other idiots every day. One kid I won't miss is Teddy Civet, who wears the same sweater all year long. Teddy's sweater has never been cleaned, and there is food stains all over it. Sometimes the kids at my table try to guess each stain is, and what they're doing, and what, which is what they're doing today. Look. See, the per the reason girls at my school have pictures of pop singers in the lockers is because the guys in my grade aren't giving them any good options. <laughs> I can't even imagine 
how many germs are in Teddy's sweater, which is why I sit at least two seats away from him every day. Most of my brain power at school goes keeping tabs on those germs are and where. I've already filled up two notebooks this winter. 10.03 a.m. Justin T. sneezed on hand, touched and touched button on water fountain. 10.21 a.m. Shelby M. coughed on pencil sharpener. 10.23 a.m. Dylan L. didn't wash hands after using the restroom. The time, the times get tricky when you have twins like Jeremy and James and Garza. I can't tell them apart, and it looks like, and it looked to me like one of them was sick, but the other wasn't. <sighs> so I saw to spitball out the sick one's hair to make it easier to f keep track of him. The only good thing about being sick is the cherry lunges mom gives me when I when when I have a sore throat. You're supposed to suck on them real slow, but I chew those things like candy, and I go for a few packs a day. Girl, the girls in my grade love the smell of cherry lunges, so which makes it almost worth it. Unfortunately, the guys in my grade like the smell too, and they're always trying to tell me to give them some. A few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I felt a sore throat coming on, and I brought three packs of cherry lounges to school with me. I kept one pack in my pocket and the other two in my locker. But Jake Mickoff sniffed the packs when I was keeping my locker, and by the same time, I found out Speedbump had already picked the lock. Choo-choo, chomp, chew, crunch. I wish I, had, I didn't have to go to school at all. During the f cold and flu season, maybe one day I'll buy one of those big plastic bubbles so I'm not exposed to the other kids' germs. But I'm pretty sure my bubble wouldn't last a day before some jerk popped it. Cough, cough, splat. <laughs> Even though I hate being sick, I'm kind of glad that I they haven't come up with a cure for the cold yet. Because even if they did, I wouldn't be. Because if they did, I wouldn't be able to fake being sick and stay home for school to play video games. <clears throat> I'm not feeling so good. Yeah, right. It was even colder today on the walk home than it was on the walk to school. And this time, me and Riley were facing wind, which made it ten times worse. Chatter, 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 chatter. It was so bad that we had to make a few pit stops on the way home. The first place we ducked in was the pizza shop, because there was a big oven in there. It was always warm inside. 
But when the guy that owns the place realized we weren't going to buy anything, he kicked us out. Our next shop was the town library. That's a public building. And I knew they couldn't tell us to leave. But when the librarian started getting pushy on the books, we left on our own. We'd wish we used the bathroom at the library before heading back outside. Because when we got halfway home, we only needed to use the bathroom. But we knocked on a few doors. But when people saw us, they pretended they weren't home. Knock, knock. We finally got someone to answer us, but by, the time, but, but by that point, Riley's face was so frozen, he couldn't even form words. By the time we got to Shirley Street, I thought Riley was going to make have a medical emergency. I knew none of the lower Shirley Street people were going to let us inside their houses. That There's a big rock in front of Mr. Yee's yard, and I told Riley to just duck behind it and do his business. Personally, I wouldn't pee outside in this kind of cold, because Albert Sidney told us what happened straight about a guy that did. And I didn't feel like it was the right time to tell to mention to Rowley, but I didn't. But I wasn't really sure he had to go number one, anyways. Whatever he was doing back there, it was taking forever. Some of the lower Shirley streets came out to their houses to play, and before long, Rowley had drawn a crowd. I just backed off because I didn't really want to speak, want people to be known I was with him. Zuff was woof, woo woof. Thankfully, Riley wrapped up things and we got out of there before anyone realized what he was doing. Because this just sort of stupid thing could have ended up sparking a war. I was seriously cold out this morning, so I dug a scarf and a pair of old gloves out of the closet. Mom said I should wear mittens again and knitted me for last winter. But she mowed those things and forgot to add thumbs. Whenever I put them on, it's basically like they're we- they're basically like they're wearing socks on my hand, and it's totally useless in a snowball fight. Fa bap. I said I should. Mom said I should wear earmuffs too. But the thing I've learned is that if Kids know you can't hear them coming. They're just asking for it. Step, step, step. The reason it gets so cold is because I'm skinny. And I don't have the insulation every winter. I try to eat a lot to give myself an extra layer of blubber. But I, but I guess I've got fast metabolism because nothing ever seems to work. I think it was something like 10 degrees outside today this morning, and on the walk to school, it started wondering if a person's blood could freeze. I've heard people are something like 60% water, so I guess it's possible, but but it kind of feels like something Albert Sandy would make up. What I was worried about the most was frostbite. By the time 
I was halfway to school. My ears were stinging. I really should have listened to mom about earmuffs. I thought that one of my ears might actually fall off, and that I wouldn't notice it until I was in class. Eh? I wasn't just my ears that I was worried about, though. Apparently, there are a lot of body parts that can get frostbite. I wouldn't want to lose my nose either because I look a little freakish without one. Then again, my my desk at social studies is right next to the bathroom, so at least that situation would get a little better. Ah. Plus, my nose always runs on school day on cold days, and I never realized I've got frozen snot on my face until it's too late. Hey, ew! I didn't hang out onto my lips. I like to hang onto my lips too because if I didn't have them, it would always look like that I was smiling. In certain situations, this would be a real problem. I'm glad you find this so amusing. Sniff. I was lucky I found those gloves because it wouldn't be because I wouldn't have to lose any fingers either. The only thing I'd be willing to give up would be my pinky toes because I've hardly ever used mine. The last time I can remember using them was when I was in preschool. And I needed to count to twenty, but other than that, I'm drawing a blank. Eighteen, nineteen, twenty. I guess a lot of other kids were worried about frostbite too, because when I got home from school, there were a whole. Because when I got to school, there was a whole line of boys in the bathroom waiting to use the hand dryer, that made that and made me five minutes late first period. It wasn't as windy on the cold, on the walk home today, but it was just as cold. Me and R- Rowley stopped at the pizza place again to warm up because Rowley had found a coupon in his in his pocket for two free meatball subs in the pocket in his coat pocket. Squish squish. After we had left the pizza shop, we still had a long way to walk. But, but that's when I had an idea. Grandma's house is halfway between our school and school and Shirley Street. And I knew there was no one home. That's because Grandma always goes down south for each winter and doesn't come back until the spring. During the winter, Grandma sends us pictures of herself and her friends hanging out in bathing suits to let us know she's having a good time. Go! Grandma takes her dog, Sweetie, with her, too, so I'm not freezing my butt off up here. It's great to know that Sweetie's laying down on the beach, south, soaking up the, fun, the sun. Grandma usually keeps a key inside her garden gnome right next to the front door. And sure enough, that's exactly where it was today. I figured we could use Grandma's house to warm up before the last for the last bush home. Riley was nervous about going in with no adults home, but I told her that the was family, and she'd want me to use her house while she was away. When I walked in, I was pretty surprised it was like an icebox. 
I so I guess Grandma turns out the thermostat for the winter. Usually Grandma cranks the heat when she's home. It's so warm that you have to eat your ice cream sandwich with the freezer door open or else the ice cream will melt in your hands. Choo-choo. What 